0: Got coffee, good. And that's about it. Mean, I just got. A, I've got a coffee, and it's, and it's Monday. Technically, what I consider to be the morning. <laughs> true,
1: true. Actually, yeah. it is the afternoon to be factually accurate. But it's your morning. It's my morning. I just broke fast. Mm. I I've been considering intermittent fasting. Actually, I was doing some research into it last mm-hmm. week because I do feel like I eat constantly, and I eat okay basically as soon as I wake up, and probably way too late as well. I imagine my eating window is probably about 15 hours of the day. So eating at like Mm -hmm. half seven and then finishing eating about 10. Right. Probably not that good for me. So instead... Is it it bad to just eat? Skip (laughs) breakfast. Well, I think, yeah, I, I guess it's just more like the body doesn't really need all that food. So... Are you getting fat? Eat less. Uh, no. Well, like, but I've put on a bit of weight. You've put
0: on a bit of weight. That's the better way to put it. I shouldn't have said that you're getting fat, I apologize. <laughs> uh if if you've put on a bit of weight, yeah, then yeah, like you either like you you, you gotta change something to get the calorie deficit or the calorie balance. That is true. But every single diet in the world, every single diet is just calorie deficit. Well, It's just a fancy way to
1: get the calories down. Yeah, and also, though, I have a problem with uh, whether it's Slimming World or Weight Watchers. One of my good friends goes to Swimming World and it seems... Not swimming, that's a different thing. Slimming World. (laughs) And... (laughs) Yeah, that's a a failed. I don't know. Swimming world.
0: I reckon. I reckon that could be a Hmm. success, actually.
1: And she goes on swimming world (laughs) for a few months, loses loads of weight, but because everything, all the food is (laughs) counted as sins. Like what? I was cooking brunch for her recently. What? And before I before we cooked it, she scanned the barcode and said, oh, this one is four SINs. SINs? I don't think that calling food SIN is really helping build a yeah, healthy we, relationship really with food. we
0: really need more of in the world is just feeling guilty about our existence.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feel bad enough as it is. Just being yeah, alive. Yeah, come
0: on yeah. Well, That's it. That's quite, that is quite a lot of diet systems. It's to make you feel guilty about enjoying food or eating yeah. food or this and that and this and that. But really, it's like it's just about eating as much as you need to do the amount of exercise you're doing and then balancing it right. Yeah, but It's th- all diets. But the issue is is, so
1: is that she'll, she's done Slimming World maybe like six or seven times now because she'll lose all the weight and then just go back to eating... No, the, no, hasn't actually learned discipline. Right, yeah. but just goes back to eating the way that she used to before Slimming World and then of course weight comes back on because... There's been a total lack of building a healthy relationship when everything's called sin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I get that. And uh, yeah, that's. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not. I'm not keen on diet programs and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm more keen on just a lifestyle change. With your vast experience with dieting, hey, I'm super skinny. <laughs> I clearly do something right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it is. So, it's just about learning the habit rather than. Forcing yourself to do a thing for two weeks and then hope that it just is better afterwards. And
1: also, we have been like today is my last day of annual leave before I go back to oh. to work. So it has been a more lackadaisical approach to yeah, eating. Yeah, you've
0: been on holiday.
1: We were in Chester. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. It's normal. Oh, how was Chester? So you will remember vaguely being in Chester from probably about ten yeah. years ago, and not even vaguely. I, I, I remember. I'm not that old. So it's. A very, very nice place to visit. It's a lovely place to see. Yeah. For those of you who are figuring or attempting to figure out how I know that James has been there, it's because... We were there together. (laughs) We were there at the same time running a, a summer camp for children from yeah. the Highlands, yeah, 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 who, who wanted to learn about Jesus, but also go to Alton Towers at the same of time. We taught them many good things. Yes, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was that's what we Dude, did. All the thrills, every single thrill. Absolutely, you can get, Bible and rollercoaster. Like, <laughs> hey, do you want to go on Nemesis? Well, first you're gonna learn about how Jesus is your savior, and then you can go on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe an oversimplification, but basically that's what it was. A little bit. And one of our days out that we would go to. Because this camp was basically on the border of England and Wales every July for a week. And as you can imagine, a very intense time. But one of the highlights of that week was we would take an afternoon to go to Chester, which was built, I want to say, by the Romans. It's like a Roman garrison. Everything was built by the Romans. Right. But to the extent that when we were in Chester this week, there are people dressed as Roman soldiers giving tours. <laughs> Their y- yeah. Do, do you remember this? They've they done have, it for years. I have, I do
0: not remember. OK, so maybe my memory of Chester is not quite as vivid as I thought. Yeah. I do not remember seeing any Roman soldiers.
1: There's, there's like an amphitheater there from centuries ago. And it's a fairy. Oh, yeah, like I know that
0: generally there's a lot of Roman settlements. Yes. I do not remember
1: them leaning into it quite that heavily. Oh, the, Absolutely. They totally did. So wow. very picturesque city, and we would, during these summer camps, visit Chester in the afternoon, and we would just set these kids loose, yeah. because they're all from the Highlands, they never Beautiful. seen a shop before. you got to get back to this bus stop by, uh, by five. Right. Come on. So, they would yeah. go into Primark and JD Sports, whereas the leaders, the adults... The, the highest of establishments, We would yes. go to, basically, a pub, and have a couple of beers and a cake, and it was glorious. And then three hours would pass, and we would have to go back on the bus and read... A passage from Genesis. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. half The half bus wouldn't kidding. start if you didn't read some of the Bible. <laughs> mm. So that was, that was Chester. So we decided, or rather I decided, because you know, we spent all our money this year buying a house, uh-huh. we, couldn't, we couldn't really justify a flight somewhere and returns and blah, blah, blah. We did a staycation. So instead, yeah, just drove to Chester, stayed a couple nights, went to the zoo, saw some weird animals, which was great. And, uh, Go on, what was the weird animal that you saw? So the weird, what, weirdest one was the Malayan tapir, which is... Oh, they're cool, I like those. I, would only, yeah. I could only describe it as like a panda and a pig yeah. crossed over. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Was well, huge as well. Absolutely massive. It's in a zoo, yeah. So highly recommended. Get yourself to Chester. Bigger
0: Yeah, when you, see, when you see them, you're like, oh, that's got to be one of the little boys. And then they're actually just one of the big boys. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I ex-
1: expected it to be capybara size. And exactly, they're pretty big though. Easily like six or seven foot long. It was ginormous. Anyway, anyway, Chester. Yes, it was fun. It was nice. Good, but yeah, last day of you leave. So, and sorry, the the whole point of telling that story was the hotel we were really, staying at really good, really where good story. the re- the receptionist, hi Caitlin, uh, gave us a lovely upgrade and some free hi, drinks because our aircon wasn't working in our first room. We had a a breakfast, at the hotel buffet breakfast. And my goodness, we had a breakfast with Caitlin. We no, but she was very nice, and we we mentioned her in the review in the hope that she would get uh, a pay rise. So no, she'll just be told that she's doing great, and (laughs) here's more responsibilities for you because you're doing so great. But we're not going to give you any more money. (laughs) So we had the hotel breakfast, and as you'd expect, for fourteen pound, you'd eat as much as you physically can. Because and you stuff some in your pockets right. for lunch. Yeah, that's what. You, that's just what you do at a hotel. Right. Breakfast. So you
0: did. You literally did just eat a lot. Yes. And you're now deciding that you need to change your just general diet for normal life based on how <laughs> you acted on a holiday. Well,
1: no, because as I say, I have my eating hours or the eating window is large. And as as am Who cares
0: I cares about eating windows. What is this ridiculous you know, language?
1: The, so the. <sighs> My body is constantly <laughs> processing food, so... Good! Right? I bet, I bet it would feel worse if it constantly wasn't processing well, food. Well, I don't know, but this is the thing. So I was just looking into some intermittent fasting, so maybe <laughs> I'll stop. I'll start skipping breakfast and then I don't need to worry about how much sugary cereal I'm eating. You could just eat a different breakfast that's less sugary and cereally. I know, but that's my favourite meal of the day, man. Who needs your steak? Right. So and you'd eggs. rather just have nothing for your favorite meal of the day than have like something a little that's a bit valid different. Point. I could skip. Honestly, if I could skip anything, I would skip lunch, which is why today my lunch was a coffee and a fudge. You skipped it by having a coffee, <laughs> a coffee and a fudge. Yes. Rather than you know a, a nutritious and delicious meal, that's what I did. did going instead. out to Greg's and eating a Greg. Yeah. I I, I decided not to eat Greg uh, today. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's, uh, that's what's been happening. And then we're back on the, the hamster wheel of life again. I, as I said, I am Hooray. a
0: ridiculously skinny person who never really has had to worry too much about dieting because my brain apparently just doesn't let me eat more than I need to. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there are many people who are listening who have way more experience in either the struggles or the solutions than I do. And maybe they can offer some insight mm. into the value of Regimented dieting, as so long as it's not like a guilty thing.
1: No, it's just I. Uh, I had Dominoes on Saturday, and now I
0: feel bad. Eat half the pizza on Saturday, and then eat a quarter for breakfast, and then have the next quarter for breakfast the next day. Spread out those That's pizzas.
1: True. Okay, well, welcome to Seesaw Parade, your new favorite dieting podcast, where we give unsolicited advice based on the fact that we know nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm Colin, and I'm dieting. And James is over there. I technically also dieting. <laughs> Everybody is. It's just a, it's just a thrill and a delight to be here, to be <laughs> living life to <laughs> the fullest. <laughs> Feeling terrible just, just what? generally, but also <laughs> okay. particularly terrible now about food. Right. Yeah. You need to feel more guilt. Yeah. What's my neuroses this month? Oh no. Yeah. You're a good point. Eggs. You just bounced from like I'm terrible at my career to I'm terrible at eating. Yes. That's all I did. That's all. That was the solution all that, All along. I just had to find something else. Get over your career struggles
0: by feeling guilty about yes. different things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who needs to feel guilty about your failed relationships when you can feel guilty about how much toast you had this morning? Zero. I had zero toast this morning, but I do feel guilty about I that. I had two.
0: Two toasts isn't that many toasts. <laughs> two toasts is like a small amount of toasts for an okay. adult human. What was
1: on the toast? Honey and then jam. How much honey? <laughs> well, you remember... <laughs> that's, that's pure sugar. Hold on. You remember from childhood, because you've brought this up a couple of times, that when we would come and visit your house, you were always like... It was it was like a McDonald family joke about Impressed how much the how stone much honey boys yeah. would put on their toast. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> clearly I remember it. <laughs> An
1: inch of honey on top of that.
0: Right. Yeah, two right. toasts
1: is fine <laughs> with normal <laughs> amounts of honey. idea, yeah, I don't know why. I think clearly again, it just made me feel bad. That the amount of whatever I was putting on the toast was noticed by the people we were staying yeah, right. with. So
0: then the, the answer isn't the answer isn't don't eat toast. <laughs> It's just like proportion your, your, your toppings.
1: Yeah, but jam is really good. Toppings are great. It
0: is, it is, uh, it is. Just need to run more. That's what I need to do. Running's terrible for your knees. Forget about my shins. And your shins.
1: My aging knees. Get a, get a bike. You've got a bike. But you I sold your bike. Lo- I sold the bike. Yeah, no, I sold the bike. bike. Do you remember Remember, I missold the bike to yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lied about your bike. Told him it was like a top of the range thing and it turned out it wasn't. You broke the law. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you have found this advice useful, then good luck. I wish you all the best.
0: But you know what? Like For real, enjoy your food. Enjoy food. It's good. It's, food's really good. Enjoy
1: it. It is good. But I've, you know, I just have to, to ba- I've got to find the balance. It's the same as everything. All right, yeah, find get that. Get a bike or an exercise bike.
0: It's again calorie deficit. It's not about the diet. It's about the balance.
1: Okay, right. Shall we talk about actual things that have happened in the world that are worth discussing in more depth? <laughs> oh,
0: not funny ones. Yes. No, no
1: serious ones because
0: <laughs> yes, you put on the serious voice. I like can hear. I have t- serious voice. Podcast is beginning.
1: Okay, this is the news that's returning to our Spanish World Cup fiasco. Oh yeah. As of Congrats to the winner Sunday, Luis Rubiales has finally resigned Whoa. as president of the Spanish Football Federation after uh, the heavy criticism for kissing the Spanish forward Jenny Hermoso yeah. at the Women's World Cup final. So the 33-year-old Miss Hermoso said the kiss after Spain beat England was not consensual, mm-hmm. and last week she filed a legal complaint. Mm-hmm. And Ruby Rubiales, on Sunday night, in a statement, said he could not continue his work. Actually, he told Piers Morgan this. Oh, Piers Morgan. On, a, on his television program. That guy. He, that yeah, good guy. He got to break the news. Great. And I think, I'm sure, I, ca- I can guess what Piers' take was, which is, oh, this is... This is PC nonsense <laughs> gone haywire. Yeah,
0: why can't we just kiss people without their consent anymore? Exactly. No, I don't know. I like it. To be fair, sometimes Pierce is right. I,
1: no, but I doubt... One in a hundred times, this could have been the one. Of all the places that Ruby Alice is going to break yeah, this news. he's not going to break the news in a... Anywhere that doesn't just support them, precisely. Which is why, yeah, Piers Morgan
0: and his TV show makes total sense. We are, yeah, we are guessing.
1: Uh, Guessing might go uh, confirm that after, (laughs) right? Okay, just for validation. The fallout from this case, as if anyone else has been following the news, has engulfed Spanish football and Spanish society for the last well three weeks since the World Cup ended. Ruby Alice has ignored repeated calls to resign. His mother was admitted to hospital because she went on hunger strike. Did you see that?
0: Yeah. She was
1: apparently so appalled at his behavior that she refused to eat. That's Wait, what I should No, do. wasn't she so appalled that he was getting in like in trouble? No, no, no. It was the treatment. she, she was so upset as at how he was being treated. It wasn't what he did. It was how dare you treat my boy that's like this? That's what
0: I mean. That's what I mean. I thought you said that she was appalled at him. Yeah, she was. She was going yeah. like,
1: "No, my boy is lovely and innocent. I shall starve myself." And then last week, a prosecutor filed a complaint with Spain's high courts yeah. uh, against Rubiales for sexual assault and coercion. Yeah, Rubiales, of course, claimed the kiss was mutual and consensual, and he's also been suspended by FIFA. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's gone. As is, by the way, the manager. All right. He also got okay. Chucked. Imagine that, Jorge Vilda. Getting he was sacked Man. about a week ago. Imagine. Okay, what's your take on all this? Because I have other takes from other more informed people than me.
0: Oh, good. No, uh, more informed than me, I'm sure as well. Um, it's just it's just this it seems like an unnecessary, complicated resolution to something uh, where he could have just, you know, quit on the spot and be like, yeah, that was a mistake. I'm out of here. I sincerely apologize. I'm out of here. You know, anything like that. Just accountability always should be the first,
1: like, step. Okay, I I want to share this take from ML because, again, I feel... Way smarter than us. The issue here is more men discussing an issue which does not affect them. So here's ML's take. True, I have never won the World Cup and then been smooched. Yeah, this is... She sent this to me. Something that sometimes isn't explicitly said in these conversations about the likes of Jenny Hermoso, probably because it's so obviously implied, yeah. is that this behaviour is just so commonplace for women yeah. generally. Yeah. This obviously is a really literally visible case, but I have no doubt that every single woman in my life, which, not trying to show off or anything, but goes into double figures, will have Whoa. been victims of this type of behaviour where a man is... Air quotes, just being friendly. Yeah, in pubs, in churches, at work, playing sport, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And because it's so normalised and minimised, while it's awful to see what Jenny's being put through, the flip side is that it's validating and encouraging to see someone standing up to, in capital letters, this pish. Yeah, and has then sent a screenshot from uh, Peter White, who's a, a comedian, saying, "I think the golden rule for men should be." If you're a man, don't say anything to a woman on the street that you wouldn't want a man saying to you in prison. I mean, valid, valid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean,
0: that won't work for all all, all men, but I was yeah, going to say, like, yeah, some guys some are guys like, really right, into okay that, with that kind of thing, but yes.
1: Valid point, though, absolutely. But no,
0: overall, the like, overarching thing there is just, is, is a good take. And I don't think we really talk, talked about how common it is just for women in general. I, we, I, I definitely just spoke about how common these kind of things are for sports people in general, but it's true as well, just for women, which, of course. So, yeah, like, obviously the silver lining is that validation for everybody who gets to see somebody um, stand up and on the world stage say that this is wrong, mm-hmm. where they've been unable to do so at smaller stages or in more personal moments.
1: It, it seems that Ruby Alice resigned and just seeing more of his quotes he gave to right? Mr. Morgan yesterday. Okay. It seems like he spoke to a lot of family and friends, including his daughters, who basically convinced him to go oh. rather than what it seemed to be, which was his federation and everyone who worked alongside him. We're just like, no, man, you 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 totally got you've been pilloried here, and it's it's totally not your fault. Whereas everybody else so he, in the world, uh, yeah, what he did was speak to real people. Yeah, and said he's he's now gone out and spoken to people outside his own organization, and they've said, nope, you need to go, and so he has oh, well, gone. If he's listened to, and I believe that will mean then that all the players will return to playing for but their yeah, team, probably, their World yeah. Cup winning team, which has been somewhat overshadowed now.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, again, shame for it to be overshadowed, but you know. The, the, again, that that the the fact that he's talking about how he listened to his family kind of makes me hope that the announcement on a on even appears like TV show isn't just one of like I was right, but I'm I, I I've been forced out, you know. Yeah, I, it sounds a bit less like
1: that. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about another big story that has been in the headlines this week. It's about the escape of uh, and recapture, I should say, of Daniel Khalif. Now this was the yeah, terror this is suspect a UK prisoner escape but, who because there was. A prisoner escape in the
0: US as well that got, like, big headlines. Yeah, yeah. It it does
1: seem like it's... uh, Cousins across the pond. Just, wow, we're so connected. I'll maybe look that up after I I throw the microphone to you. But essentially what happened was Mr. Khalif, who was awaiting trial on charges of... Essentially, he was accused of spying for Iran. Yeah. And he had been in Wandsworth prison. And then he tied himself... To the underside of a food delivery van. Yeah. Because he was working in the kitchen at the prison. Yeah. And managed to get himself out of prison and into London. And then after four days, a plainclothes police officer pulled him off a bike. And he is now back in custody. 21-year-old former soldier uh, was detained. I believe this was on, uh, oh, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was, no, it was Sunday even. It was Sunday he was arrested again. So... A lot of questions being asked about yep. how on earth can this happen? How on earth, first of all, can someone tie themselves to the underside of a food delivery van without being seen I mean, <laughs> by anyone, apparently, yeah. but also it took you four days to find him again? Should he have really been in this prison because he was a terror suspect? I don't know. That's what the ministers government are all angry about at the moment. But, uh, uh, yeah. They were, he's a terrorist suspect, so he, he should have been in, like, one of the better prisons. <laughs> it does sound like Wandsworth is incredibly overcrowded, and that may have been part of the issue. Probably, yeah. Is that it was just so many people that it took them a while to notice he was gone. <laughs> oh, dear. Wait, like, a while, like, within the same day, at least, so... <laughs> yes, yeah, correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but like... It, I,
1: essentially, I, he's now going to go away for a very, very long time.
0: To be fair, I think escaping from prison or trying to escape from prison is like the most normal thing to want to do if anyone's in prison and the prison isn't very nice even if it's a nice one and you just don't have your freedom anymore i think trying to escape that's just kind of the most human thing sure Uh, i know there are some countries who actually don't add any like length to your your sentencing if you try to escape and stuff like that because they recognize this is just a thing people will do. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean that it should be easy to do, and it's kind of like I don't. Yeah, how do you, how do you just like crawl under a truck and not get noticed? Apparently, he
1: used bedsheets um, and may have had help on the inside. Sh- well, may yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Like, like to, to give you this is the closest thing I can describe as what he attempted to do. So he. Yeah, managed to attach himself to the underside of the van, which I think drove for like 14 miles afterwards, which is impressive to be honest. He just waited till it stopped at a red light, and then the closest thing I did this year was I I lay on the floor, (laughs) escaping a prison. Not quite escaping a prison, but in terms of like physically attaching yourself to something or doing something from underneath, I lay on the floor surrounded by the four I don't know border walls of a double bed Uh and fitted an ottoman. Uh, f- bed frame from underneath the bed and that was f- nearly impossible to do it's actually a two-man job i managed it by myself that was nearly hey, impossible well to do done. by myself so how uh-huh. on earth you're able to fit <laughs> bed sheets to the other underside of a van by yourself i'm, I'm, I'm assuming and to do it without being seen in a probably a very limited time <laughs> like credit to the guy <laughs> That must be really hard to do. Yeah, to do it and then not end up just getting like dragged along the ground afterwards. For sure. That's got to be an achievement. Um, I wonder if the judge would be like, so because you did something which was actually, I mean, frankly, quite cool, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're actually just going to give you some time off. I mean, I sentenced you to seventy four years. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Instead of a life sentence, just most of a life sentence. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, like in terms of like I think structural integrity, I don't think he had the, maybe the same kind of. This has to last for many years' mindset as you do when you're fitting some furniture. He's
1: probably just like,
0: anything that works for 15 minutes is good.
1: Yeah, that's all I need to do. So he got out of there. But also, I think he was found or he was pulled off his bike in the area (laughs) that police suspected he was going to go. Now, I appreciate he's 21 years old, so he's still a bit stupid. He went where he was expected to go. But why? If you would escaped from prison, surely the thing you're going to do is you're going to attempt to get a train to Chark. Some village in the middle of rural Wales. Just and get just, out of here. yeah. Just yeah, yeah, get yeah. out of London. Why on yeah, yeah, earth yeah. would you still be in the city? But hey, I'm not him. Well, I, I feel know. like
0: if you're going to be in the city, why is he going yeah, on a little... To be clear, little... I am not
1: Daniel Cleave. Uh, don't arrest me. True. Why is he going on a little bike ride? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just cycling along canal. Having the time of his life, and then he gets arrested again. What dafting! Anyway, we're about three years away from
0: this being a film, so I'm gonna we're gonna get to relive this very soon. <laughs> it's gonna be a cracking right. comedy where he gets rugby tackled off a bike as the credits roll.
1: It's gonna be yeah. This is a slightly more serious case, but stateside, I have found this. Okay, Donello Cavalcante, 34, escaped from a Pennsylvania prison a week and a half ago. Um. Convicted killer, so slightly more serious than... Than suspected terrorist
0: suspect, suspect. yeah. yeah, Suspected terrorist suspect? I am just cracking it
1: today. Yeah, he uh, he was sighted, this guy, uh, 20 miles away from the area where authorities had focused their search efforts. See, this guy gets it. Uh, Officials said that Mr. Cavalcanti managed to slip through a police perimeter, steal a van, and head north. He's since abandoned the vehicle and altered his appearance. So... Yeah. Apparently, he's shaved off his beard. He's found a new jumper. And, he's not just uh, gone home and ridden his bike around the city. Yeah, this guy's actually thinking about it. So, I mean, still terrible no, not, well, that you're able to es- escape prison. Yeah.
0: Quite so easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if prisons are easy to escape, they're doing something wrong. Um, especially in the states where they get just a like a truckload of money for each prisoner. Any of them escaping, pure embarrassing. Um. And obviously, when it's somebody who's, who's not just a suspect of a thing, but actually has done something very, very dangerous and very scary yeah, for yeah. everybody else around them, you know, there's probably going to be some people scared. Uh, so, yeah, like you're saying, not, not quite as jaunty a story.
1: Maybe not a comedy in three years. Uh, no, no, no. It's maybe a more serious... No. John yeah. Ham led thriller. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, let's move on and talk about uh, other things which have been happening. It has been a, a week of, or a couple of weeks of big stories. We'll start with the G20 and then we'll move on to the latest with Putin. So the G20 is that big meeting where lots of, of them important countries people go and chat. You go and chat, but then some of them decide, well, actually, we're not going to send our top guy, we're going to send somebody else. And so G20 in India. The headline coming out of this was they agreed on a joint declaration about the state of the <laughs> oh war in Ukraine, man. but did not actually criticize Russia for doing it. A bit of a step down from last year's joint statement on that front, yeah. Yeah, yeah so last year, if you cast your minds back to that memorable G20 summit, they... It was in Chester. <laughs> it was, yeah, might have been. There may have been Roman soldiers there. It was in Bali. And last year... They came out and said, "Yeah, what Russia have done is terrible, and it needs to be stopped." And Russia were very unhappy, and Ukraine were like, "Yeah, you tell Ukraine them G20." Were,
0: for one, they were there, and then yep. two,
1: they seemed they seemed pleased with the uh, statement. This year, Ukraine weren't invited, and the statement itself, I think the the, the strongest it went was, uh, "Can can we all just agree that using territory <laughs> uh, uh, for a political advantage is bad?" Mm. We all good with that. Happy with that? Mm, yeah, let's do it. it.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. It's bad that the world food supply is getting affected by yep. by two whole countries jointly affecting the world food
1: supply. Oh, boy. Right, they so should
0: stop doing that.
1: <laughs> last year, members deplored, this is the quote, in the strongest terms, the aggression by the Russian Federation against Ukraine. Right. And then this year, nothing. It talked about Very the human suffering and negative added impacts of the war with regard to global food and energy security. Mm -hmm. And it also repeated the acknowledgement of different views and assessments.
0: (laughs) That's my Ah. my favourite part, is that they did the most boring, bland, doesn't even say anything statement, and they were still like, oh boy, but maybe you feel differently. Yeah,
1: and they've (laughs) also said the war in Ukraine rather than the war against Ukraine, which is what they did last year. Yeah. Russia... Yeah, essentially came out. And it was Sergei Lavrov and said, "Oh well, we were actually quite pleased with this. We didn't expect to to get uh, an agreement, and uh, we did. So great." And then Ukraine came out and said, "This is nothing to be proud <laughs> yeah. of,"
0: which it isn't.
1: And I think I think Trudeau has L- said let me the ask, same. Let me ask though, James, why? Well, like why why is this so radically different to last year? Well, I don't know how much of a sway the people hosting
0: the UN whatever summit have, but I, I believe it's. India, India's Modi, that was actually in, like he was doing a lot of the talking, cheering, He's cheering, yeah. And India are kind of not really, uh, you know, so anti Russia as maybe some of the rest of the world is right now. Sure, still trading with Russia, still, still kind of soft supporting, and uh, not, not as strong support as some other places, but they are, you know, joining BRICS. Uh, I, they are the I in bricks. They are. Uh, That's true. S-
1: so, Brazil, Russia,
0: India, so, China. S- South Africa? South Africa. Yeah. Although South Africa are maybe pulling out, so they're going to need a new I nearly said Switzerland. S. They're going to maybe, maybe get a different S in for, for when South Africa Saudi. chicken out. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but the, yeah. Uh, anyways, so so India, one of the many countries that isn't really ant- against the war anti-Russia right now. So um, it, it kind of makes sense that if they're chairing um, the UN, it's going to be uh, more likely to be a very bland statement um, which which makes next year interesting. If 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 we are in this exact situation next year, which we probably will be, it's going to be in Brazil. Um, which sounds terrifying until you remember that they've replaced their president with somebody a bit more sane. They have. Um. Um. So 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 this overall is an interesting arc, a little a interesting subplot within our real life actual plot
1: of uh, the war. Uh, And sticking with Russia, news in the last few hours that North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un has reportedly started his journey to Vladivostok to meet with the Russian president. No, he's taking the train, an armored train that Mr. Kim uses for foreign visits, which appears to have left Pyongyang. Uh, this meeting expected to take place on Tuesday. And if the summit goes ahead, this will be the first time the two have met, I believe, since 2019. And this time, the suggestion is that North Korea will supply weapons to Russia, which is a strange turn of events. Because I thought North Korea basically had enough Well,
0: no, so... But obviously I'm wrong. Yeah, North Korea... The the way that North Korea is depicted to us by our media and our whatever is obviously exaggerated. Yeah. Um, that is not to say that people in North Korea are living comfortable, happy lives. But um, we are all presented this idea that the entire land is destitute. There's nothing there. They can't do anything. But they can also produce like missiles that can target America these days. But that's the only thing they can produce. Everything else they do is terrible yep. and they can't even like farm correctly um yeah but obviously if they can produce pretty high tech weaponry they can produce a lot of things with North Korea um so there is obviously going to be value to to a discussion between those countries
1: Okay let's take a sharp handbrake turn on this armored train into something lighter. What have, been, what have you been watching? Oh, I watched. What have you been watching? I watched
0: the film. What did you watch? I've watched. I've watched tons of stuff, but I'll. I'll stick to a film today. <laughs> I've watched Dungeons and Dragons. The movie. Yeah, for, I forget the, the
1: the Honor Among Thieves. That's the one. Yeah. So this came out a few months ago. Chris Pine. Oh man, Chris Pine and... is just so good. Michelle Rodriguez are oh, in Michelle the lead is just so roles. Good. Hugh Grant playing the villain. Oh, Hugh Grant is just so good. Right. Uh, I, I recall my review of basically I really enjoyed this. I thought it was much better than I expected it to be. What did you think? Yeah, yeah. So, so since we've already talked about it, I'm just,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll try not to speak for half an hour. Um, it was exactly... Try 20 minutes. What? Yeah, exactly. It was exactly what I would have wanted from like a Dungeons & Dragons film. If you're going to be doing a film inspired by some format or other media it better feel like the other media but getting the spotlight and production quality of a film and it did it didn't just feel like they were grabbing like this and that character and putting them in a really cool fantasy film it did still felt like people sitting around a table playing Dungeons and Dragons but we're just getting to watch the, the film version of it because there was just so much like of a goofy feel to decisions, to some of the action, to some of the characters, um, to some of the, 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 even just the way some people walked sometimes felt just goofy. And then you're like, whoa, that's very weird for a film. But then it felt like, oh, no, that would totally happen Mm -hmm. if it was four people sitting around a table telling telling the dungeon master what their characters would do. That is exactly what some idiot would say their character is going to do. Um, there's like little gimmies that the film does, you know, uh, for uh, like a spoiler example. This is one of the things I loved about the film and in any other film I would have hated it. They've got a stick. Yeah. And at some point in the film, it's just a stick. And then later on in the film where they need to traverse a giant chasm that they've just created that was uh, that was impossible to traverse. Suddenly the stick is like a, hither-thither device, and they can teleport over there now. And in any other film, it's just really annoying when they're <laughs> like, oh, remember that stick you sure. picked up? It's exactly what we, read, we, we need right now. But in a Dungeons & Dragons film, you know that they're just trying to represent the dungeon master sitting at the table like, oh man, they, they broke my puzzle, and there's no other way to get them across. Oh <laughs> man, that stick you got, that you know what that stick is? And just giving them the thing that they need. Okay. It felt very genuine uh, in a lot of really cool ways. So that's my perspective as somebody who watches a lot more tabletop roleplay stuff is that the, the film really captured it well. Um, of course, story, a bit predictable, but creative enough that it was really enjoyable. Cast, everybody acted really well. I loved them all in all their different roles. Even though some of the acting was deliberately just like completely wooden because Dungeons and Dragons reasons, it was done perfectly well. The, again, the, 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 the thing that shone for me is just the fact that the writers clearly loved the medium. They loved the format they were drawing inspiration from. Their action decisions, their character decisions, um, their world design decisions, uh, just the way the story flowed. It was all inspired by the feeling of friends sitting around a table creating a story together. And that really came through. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the cool things is the characters in the film, they all got given like stat blocks so that's the character sheet for the character that you would play them mm-hmm. in a role-playing table uh, situation around the table okay and that's that's just cool <laughs> so it's just the love for the for the for the format shone through and i just wish it made more money because then we'd be more likely to get a sequel or just a- another film.
1: Yeah, that's the point I was going to make, which is Honor Among Thieves, despite being well-received, did not really make a lot of money. I, I don't even think at all. Which is why it's on streaming so quickly, as yeah. fast as yeah. it yeah. is. I, w- I think a-, a sequel would be great, but obviously they did spend a lot of money on this film. Yeah. Like, I-, I hope they, they realise that they've created something good and
0: that it's one of those things where you make the first one, everybody then buys into the concept because you, you made the first one so well. And that you could buy, that you could um, build from there. But who knows? Maybe they won't be keen to make a sequel. Maybe we won't even get like, like a TV series out of it. It might just be a one and done, which is fine because sometimes you just need those one good films that are that are there. It doesn't demand a sequel. It's not like they left any open plot hooks or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if they were, if they did a sequel, I would really love it if they just had the same cast but playing different characters like a RPG <laughs> that would be really fun just that kind of goofy thing they, they are free because of their format they're pulling
1: from, to be very creative with any other stories they want to tell. Yeah, so the only follow-up that we've heard is from the CEO of Paramount Pictures, Brian Robbins, who stated in July, mm-hmm. a sequel could still possibly be made on the condition it was produced on a smaller budget. Yeah. Due to its uh, yeah disappointing box office returns. Yeah. And that's possible if they
0: just, it, like with, with the flexibility of uh, fantasy role-playing game type, you know, story environment. You can make things that are smaller a bit less grandiose for sure. So hopefully we see it because the cast was so good and everybody involved clearly loved it. The practical effects were incredible. Yep. I am so glad how much they did that with practical effects instead of just CGI. It was because you could tell and you always can tell. And I always I always appreciate it. It just it feels So much nicer.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you about the thing I finished, or we finished, which is Better Call Saul Season 4. So I believe we have two seasons to go. Um, One of my complaints about the last season was it felt like we were taking an age to actually get to Saul. Yes. And it's taken until literally the last line of the last episode of season four Mm -hmm. for Saul goodman's name to be referenced as in in the lawyer setting right so four full seasons of tv to get to a character which i think we will have for one season (laughs) before we transition into breaking bad the way i understand it is that and i might be wrong here is the first five seasons are set pre-breaking bad and then the last one season six is set afterwards Right, might be wrong, but okay. I am, I am slightly disappointed. Just maybe it was just my expectations were set in the wrong place. I'm just a little disappointed. It took so long to get to the character of of Saul Goodman because Why he was there the whole time, Colin. I know, but not in the the guys that we see him in Breaking Bad. And I'm sure in season five we will we will get so, there. It's the making off Saul Goodman. I I, I know. As a writer, you want to give the character motivation and background and story and stuff. It just did take a long time to get there. And some of the stuff that they've done, which I appreciate. If you've got a a full season to film, you're going to have to film a lot of just unnecessary stuff for example there's a scene in season four where they are scoping out the idea of building this underground lab that we see in breaking bad that that gus fring uses for his his meth production and there's a scene in one of the episodes of season four where we follow a, a french guy mm-hmm. from the airport to a roadside mm-hmm. he gets picked up a hood's put in his head mm-hmm. he goes in a van the van drives mm-hmm. He goes to this place, mm-hmm. he takes out a booper, mm-hmm. he walks around, Mike he surveys him, everything. takes like 10 or 12 minutes yeah. for him to do this, uh, yeah. and then goes back on the reverse journey, back in the van, hood on, left outside mm-hmm. his car, he's got a yeah. plane ticket in his pocket. Mm-hmm. I thought, right, yeah, that's the kind of thing which I thought was unnecessary. Oh, I love that. Now, I appreciate <laughs> the fact, this is my point. I appreciate the fact (laughs) you've got to go into this sort of depth because you've got a full season of TV to film and that's a really easy thing to do. Uh, It's not going to cost you a lot of money. hmm. It's just going to be a pretty straightforward sequence. But this is my issue with it. Some of the episodes do feel like they have a lot of filler. Yes. Because... Yes. they've got the time to fill. Yes. And what I want to see and what I'm sure we'll get with season five is a lot more of, okay, things are happening, things are moving quickly. Yeah. So, I would say
0: the beepy-boopy uh, scene was moving things and there, uh, it wouldn't be the example I would pick for filler. Not that I remember any of them because I've not watched this season in a few years. Uh, but yeah, th- there are meandering moments in, in those seasons. Meandering, um, yeah. And I, 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 I don't agree with your point that Saul Goodman's not showing up but i do agree that if he's well, he, not going to be showing up he is up,
1: there but it's not the character
0: we we expected yeah if he's not going to be showing up as the character as we, that we expect the filler and the meandering should be more satisfying there were there were moments where the filler and the meandering just wasn't really contributing to the sure. the making of Saul or the making of any of the other characters that they're building up and explaining um, so I get
1: that, yeah. And to put it this way, there are so many shows I've seen over the last, let's say, decade where an episode would finish and I could not wait to, to start the next one. And in some cases, if I could, I would just binge the next episode. I am yet to get to a point with Better Call Saul where I think, wow, I cannot wait to see the next episode. It's just, uh, all right, shall we shall we watch the next one? Should we go to bed? And as usually, let's go to bed. So I I don't know. I, I like the show, but I'm not... okay. Fully invested in it. Yeah. So no, maybe maybe season five and six will okay. convert me. It's a good show. Well mm-hmm, made. Mm-hmm. Nicely written. Great acting. Uh, mm-hmm, nice mm-hmm. character arcs. And really nicely tied into yeah. Breaking Bad lore as well. Um, but also the other thing you can't hide is just how old some of the actors now look. I know. Compared to Breaking it's such Bad. such a shame. The character... It is, and it, but it's funny, though, how your mind... It kind of works, it. ...just fails to remember things yeah. in the way... So, for example, Mike Ehrmantraut, I presumed he just always looks the way he does in Better Call Saul. But if you look him up in Breaking Bad, he's just, he's, he's, as you'd expect, he looks considerably way younger. Longer.
0: yeah younger, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. Huell as well. Huell looks like an old man in Better Call yeah, Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... I think it's just lost weight. I think so, yeah. Th-
0: more than anything. Um, but yeah, the, the, that's one of that's one of the anyway. issues you have a really good idea for a pre- prequel. If it's going to take a lot of years to execute, you've you got some aging issues. And, you know, Star Wars oh, yeah. has experienced the same thing with some of their, their stuff they're doing now because they're trying to do some live-action things featuring characters that, uh-huh. you know, are way older for these original, original scenes. Mm-hmm. If you remember the Anakin scenes in uh, in the Obi-Wan thing, it was, oh, it yeah. looked, and both of them just look so old compared to how they should have looked. Um, so de-aging tech, not quite cheap enough yet for TV.
1: <laughs> True. Uh, how are you getting on with Ahsoka?
0: Oh, so far with my Star Wars is made for... Teenagers um, and it, I enjoyed the animations and um, brain. I'm I'm enjoying it. Okay, I think if I I think if I was one of those people who thinks that Star Wars needs needs to grow up at the same rate of as I do, and if I was somebody who hadn't seen the the Dave Filoni TV series that were and the animated shows, I might be enjoying it a bit less, but still enjoying it.
1: Well, yeah. I am due to see the Equalizer three, which is the Denzel Washington, uh, th- three call that nobody asked for this week. Nah, yeah, yes. Speaking of people too old for action, and uh, may also get around to seeing Barbie. Ah, oh. so we'll, we'll have reports on that coming up. If, I got, I got tons of things on my list. Good. Well, if you, dear listener, have finished a TV show, a movie, a play, a comedy show, a anything, book, a book, yes, absolutely. Send it in. Someone do a recipe. It's been a while. Someone tell us about a recipe. Yeah, we do still have our email address up and running, ceaseoperate at gmail.com. Whilst the uh, the Twitter account is dead, the email is still there. Twitter so please dead. do yeah, like- send over what you have been watching and we will play it or we'll read it out on the show. Yeah. Okay, let's move on and talk about the new trailer, the first trailer for David Fincher's new movie. Oh, yeah. So- Dave Venture, who is uh, one of the best-known, most well-regarded writer-directors in Hollywood. He has a style. has a very p- particular style. Has written and recorded. Yeah. Recorded? Directed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he used his camcorder. And and edited. He did all the things. He's made it. It's called The Killer, and it's got Michael Fassbender in it. Here's clip. Stick to your plan. Never yield an advantage. Stick to the plan. Fight only the battle you're paid to fight. Ask yourself, what's in it for me? Stick to the pleasure. No,
0: empathy. Weakness. Vulnerability. This is what it takes if you want to succeed.
1: Simple. Okay. Does this pass the trailer test, Maybe. James?
0: Maybe. It feels <laughs> Maybe. a little bit like I've seen the film, and it feels a little bit like the overall uh, story of the film is going to be exactly what we expect. So... Okay, that's the maybe that the trailer, if the film ends up being what the trailer is kind of promising, Uh I will it's going to be a bit of spoiled, but it's also not going to be anything (laughs) that's spoilery because it's just a film about a killer who has a system and then he's going to have to break the killer. Yeah, exactly. There's it's a formula. He's doing a formula film. So unless he's got some way of breaking the formula, the trailer was a spoiler, but it's a kind of formula you can't really not spoil because yeah. it's just a killer he's got a mantra he's going to have to break the mantra at some point and then it will go wrong but kind of right and then we'll get our mixed happy sad ending or whatever
1: yeah you so know. i yeah i was more surprised by i guess the subject you've kind of touched on it there off this movie more than anything because fincher has done okay. stuff like what seven so, is i guess one of his most well-known yeah. one yeah known ones did he do the social network as well E- e- yes, it was him and Aaron Sorkin. I'm sure. Anyway, e- he is he's well known for these sorts of. It's just shot in a very particular way. It's difficult to describe, but his movies are good. This one to me his seems are
0: all good.
1: Yeah, it just seems a little bit too straightforward, a bit too basic. For me, but that could just be the trailer. That's what we're saying. Right. Okay, that's the maybe. He could Fincher it. He could. He certainly could. So I am intrigued by this. I do like Michael Fassbender. I think he's taken somewhat of, an, of a Wait, career Fight break. Fight Club
0: is definitely more 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 known
1: than Seven. Fight Club is also is also Fincher then, right? So I think it is. That's <laughs> what, who knows. Google it. Aye. See if we're right. So that's why I'm just a bit more surprised by the, the quite basicness of this premise. Of this movie. It feels like the kind of movie I would have shot when I was 17. Okay. Called it The Killer and just run around, done it, Jun's and fall over and pretend to shoot things. That's what this movie screams to me. So, yeah, I thought the trailer was fine. Not particularly odd by it, but we'll likely go and see it anyway. Yeah, when when he puts his, like,
0: obviously he's got a lot of projects, but when he does his flagship projects, they are good. Um, and this is definitely gonna be the the flagship of whatever he's been doing right now he, he like like any director he does a lot of other things, but like, yeah, I really hope that he has done a fincher and it makes it interesting like some nuance in there compared to just what the trailer and the and the normal level for this film would be. He also by the way, still raging that he's given up on mind I'm never gonna forgive him, oh really. Yeah, that was his Netflix TV series. He did two Prime, seasons. wasn't it? Oh, Netflix? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he did two seasons. Um, um, it was very good. cost a lot of money. And then the Netflix and he kind of set it aside.
1: Ah, oh, that's a shame. Oh, well.
0: But, and it wasn't done.
1: I guess when you're David Fincher, you can just drop things willy-nilly. You just, if you just don't fancy making something anymore. Never
0: going to forgive you're it. You're
1: like, all right, I'm done with that. Bye. Yep. Okay, Yeah. let's move on. One final, lighter story to talk about. Novak Djokovic ah, has won a record equaling 24th Grand Slam singles title. He beat uh, Daniel Medvedev in the US Open on Sunday. So that is levelling the 50-year records held by Margaret Court. So one more major. I think the next one is the Australian Open, which may be January. And he will be, uh, on paper, the most successful tennis player of the, all time.
0: Oh man, the winningest tennis human couldn't have happened to a better guy. <laughs> I
1: was just about to say, yeah, what, what a guy! He's so. A person. <laughs> it's a, it's the kind of story which it's it is impressive, and Djokovic is clearly it's impressive. Yeah, a, a very very talented tennis player, but just as a person, I just don't like him. I'm sorry, I just don't. It's just kind of like it's kind of like when Cristiano Ronaldo
0: is like the most best footballer. Yeah. Like, well, well, you uh, suck.
1: I don't I don't like the fact that you do this. It's, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's to me, it's the total opposite of when Lionel Messi helped Argentina win the World Cup. That was like. Tax dodger. S- someone, though. Someone who... Now, live or forgive him. Someone who generally <laughs> is well-liked yeah, winning yeah, yeah. a thing... Better than Ronaldo, ...that he probably sure. deserved. He's not, like, going to get
0: arrested upon landing in certain countries for sure. literally being a horrible person. Yeah, he's a bit better this, than Ronaldo. This is the
1: opposite of this, which is Novak Djokovic yeah, kind of just winning like a, things that you thought, oh, couldn't, yeah, couldn't like, Federer have done this? Yeah, couldn't yeah. the nice one have done this? <laughs> couldn't <laughs> the person we actually liked have done this? <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? I mean, maybe someone out there does like Novak. But no,
0: nice guys apparently don't finish first.
1: Yeah, they finish <laughs> second or third,
0: depending That's on the... That's terrible, terrible outlook on life, I actually don't. That was a joke, but I actually hate
1: that phrase, so... Yeah, so Djokovic has won the Australian Open ten times already. So, looks like, yes, it may be 11. He's probably got the legs for another win at some okay. point, yeah, yeah.
0: Silver lining, you know, silver lining as ever. We're in the golden era of tennis. It's been amazing. And I don't
1: know who's going to replace well, the big names. Well, it's going to be the likes of Carlos Alcaraz. So that's the 20-year-old Spaniard who won Wimbledon yes, about a month ago, yes. t- two, two months ago now. And he's, I think Djokovic is like 36. So... There's gonna be a new guard coming through. Uh, Yannick well, that is now. Now is boy. Now's
0: the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah.
1: there will be. A, Djokovic is like the last of these uh, old boys still going. Nad, uh, Nadal, the big Murray. three, and Andy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Poor he, okay. he does Okay, it's I, a shame because any other era, of course, he'd have been the guy, yeah. endless trophies. Yeah. Uh, he missed out, and it's, but he won enough things to be the big three and Andy. That's a, that's an achievement. Yeah. So big three and Andy. Will there be another big name, or will it just be kind of like bouncing between a bunch of different people? You're the tennis expert. I imagine
1: the latter. Okay, yeah, because because you've had th- this era where you've had some, yeah, as you say, incredible tennis players. But before they yeah. came along, it was just kind of I don't know. There Beat were Sampras? big names every now and then, but nothing it. quite like that. Yeah, yeah, there was no it would be a long time since Boris Becker and John McEnroe. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hopefully the next one doesn't have weird opinions about diet and also vaccines. <laughs>
1: Okay, roundup of some other news happening in the world this week. And one that's just um, been updated a few hours ago. A parliamentary researcher... Oh, I better read it. ...arrested on suspicion of spying for China <gasps> has insisted he is completely innocent. So the man, has, uh, speaking through his lawyers, <gasps> said he spent his career highlighting the challenges and threats presented by the Chinese Communist Party. This is uh, after... This person and someone else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both working in the parliament, were arrested with under big parliament names. Yeah, under the Official Secrets Act. Yes, uh, which led to Mr. Rishi Sunak confronting uh, the Chinese Premier Li Kuang St- with strength at the G20 summit on Sunday, describing their interference in UK democracy as unacceptable. Oh boy! Yeah, you get him, Rishi. You give him what for? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get you. Yeah. So the researcher who's not. <laughs> been named and hasn't been named in the (laughs) statement Said, I feel forced to respond to the media accusations that I am a Chinese spy. Okay. It's wrong that I should be obliged to make any form of public comment on this misreporting. Oh. Uh, I'm but it's vital that I let you know I'm completely innocent. So that is, uh, I mean, of course you're going to come yes. out and say that. I mean, yeah. regardless of it's if it's true,
0: every innocent person says that, but so do the majority
1: of guilty people. Sure. So what's clear <laughs> to me is there has been for quite some time now foreign interference. In UK democracy, that is that is no, a fact. Yeah, like, Whether sh- this person is a spy, I guess we'll find out. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe. And like, 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 we have had um,
0: spy and um, secret police stuff from China in the UK for years and years. There's been stories about uh, different different levels of this. This is just, I guess. Parliament is a quite quite high level spot to be getting your spies into. So if they have managed to to get this guy doing some espionage for them and another person apparently, uh, of course, is huge big breaking news. And you'd hope that the espionage act um, it would only be um, used um, as a means of arresting someone or charging someone uh, if there was some serious evidence. Um, but obviously. We are not really the best country as far as getting things right. Sure. And um, with the system. So like if if it, it wouldn't surprise me if this guy's a spy it also wouldn't That's surprise true.
1: me if he just isn't. And it does leave the UK government in a particularly precarious position. We've just had yeah. James Cleverly who I think is the Foreign Secretary come back from a visit to China. It sounds like he's a footballer. Which like. is the first time he he may share a name. I don't think he is the footballer, but there's there's gotta be a cleverly in football, yeah. 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 Anyway, this guy visited China, first one in five years to do that, and he was of the opinion that it was important to maintain some sort of diplomatic relationship with China. But clearly Rishi's just like, no nope, I mean it is. I don't care. I'm gonna go and give him what for. It's unacceptable. I'm gonna shake my shake my finger at him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. St-
0: I mean, stateside. but it is. like, that's it's it's, oh, it's all it's all acting. All of the all of the dip- foreign relations, all the diplomacy, all of that. It's all acting. They, like everybody who's doing the significant talking is doing it via emails and whatnot. Yeah. You know.
1: Okay. Let's go stateside. And talk about something which we probably should have talked about before. Oh. Lots of people who attacked the U.S. Capitol. On January 6th, 2021, have been sentenced over the last <laughs> few months. Formerly Proud Boys. Yes. So, as you've referenced there. Now, Embarrassed Boys. <laughs> the right-wing slash far-right group, the Proud Boys. Yes. I
0: think we talked about the little, uh, some of them getting a uh, charged recently.
1: So, yeah. Over the last few weeks and months, members of this group who were uh, fundamental in orchestrating the attack, have begun to be given lengthy jail terms, and their former leader, Enrique Tarrio, last week was jailed for 22 years for his part. And that's all for the organizing part, because he actually wasn't there. But it is the longest sentence handed down so far. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that made it happen. (laughs) Yeah, so he, whilst he was not there, as you say, he did help organize the far-right group's involvement. Uh, he apparently flashed the peace or victory sign as he was led from court. What a cool guy! He's just and uh, yeah, so nice, and cool. This this investigation by the Department of Justice has so far seen more than one thousand one hundred people arrested and charged. And as you've mentioned there, yeah, and Trump's paying
0: for all of their legal fees, right?
1: Yeah, right. As you mentioned there, Tario is one of many Proud Boys members who have been sentenced recently, and I'm sure there'll be more to come.
0: Yeah, the, the, I think the second in command also got charged in the last couple of weeks. There's a video of him celebrating the uh, uh, the uh, whatever the riot on the day itself, the insurrection on the day, where he's talking about how it's a day that will go down in infamy, um, to quote. And I don't think he knew what the word infamy meant, but yes. he was correct. Uh, one of his co stars in that video says that this is so much America. And I think that that shows the level of intelligence that we
1: are dealing with with these people. It's yeah, so okay. much America. Up until that sentencing, the longest sentence was 18 years, which was the week before given to another proud boy, Ethan Nordeen. Right. And then before that, in a case we did talk about, which was the Oath Keepers. Stuart Rhodes in May. He yeah. was given 18 years as well. And three other Proud Boys received various sentences uh, last month, ranging from 10 to 15 to 17 years. So yep. all going away for a long time. But lessons learned
0: by the system, I doubt it. Same as in the UK. The, America's got a, a rising problem with far-right groups. The UK has got a rising problem with far-right groups. And there is not very much being done to stop that happening. Yeah, how long did uh, Trump get for his uh, involvement? Oh wait. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, we'll see. He's he's got charged it. You know, he's got yeah, he's got charged he's got arrested, he's got know, who cares? He's got a mugshot. shot. <laughs> okay. Um but no, yeah, like we need to change our systems to make this not happen. Um it, it's crazy to me the the kinds of videos that we are still seeing um coming out of both the UK and the US um from people who are clearly just like doing the whole white supremacy thing. The whole Christian nationalist thing. And not much goes on to stop them. They just kind of, the police kind of stand and watch sometimes. Yep. <laughs> and then the police kind of stop other people from accosting the people doing Nazi salutes and stuff. It's, I don't get it.
1: I don't get okay. it. Okay. Uh, let's move on and talk about something else that's been happening in US politics in the last few... Yeah, but do punch that. See, but yes, let's talk about other things. Okay, let's, yeah, let's talk about Mitch McConnell, because once again, this is the kind of thing we probably should have talked about before, but we just haven't. And this is the second time...
0: Yeah, he did
1: it again, so it's fine. Yeah, so this is the second time this particular thing has happened. Mitch McConnell... Oh, yeah. ...who is the 81-year-old leader of the Republicans in the Senate, froze... Whilst completely being asked a question, did you see the video? Yeah, I've seen both. Yeah, 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 both of them. So he's asked a question by a reporter at an event in Kentucky. This was about ten days ago, and he he asks the reporter to repeat the question, and then he just he just trails off. And he just disappears and stares into the middle distance for about fifteen seconds. An aide then, who's standing beside him. Asks him whether he heard the question. Yeah. Uh, McConnell again, still staring straight ahead, doesn't say anything. Uh, the aide turns to the room and says, "We're going to need a minute." As McConnell continues to stare exactly a bit more than a minute ahead, yeah. and then eventually, yeah, he's he's kind of shuffled off to yeah, the he's, side, he's, and that's essentially what happened. Then... The previous month, except that time, it was in Washington. I think it was actually in the Senate, and he was asked a, he was asked a question, uh, and once again, it wasn't a briefing or something, he just, yeah stares ahead totally totally freezes and is then essentially lifted away so yeah this is the leader of the senate republicans and last week on the back of all this a doctor came out who apparently has looked over mr mitch mcconnell Mm. and says that he's totally fine there's nothing wrong he's just fine this no. is uh, he, no, apparently it's,
0: it's, uh, the idea is that it's a, it could have been a stroke yeah. both times.
1: So, yeah. doctor, doctor, Oh who is this? Brian Monahan, the attending physician of Congress. Don't, yeah, oh, thank you, Doctor Brian. Has ruled out Parkinson's, a seizure, or a stroke.
0: Yeah, so he's just and,
1: um, yeah
0: old and freezes up sometimes.
1: That's totally fine. Totally happens. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely need our leaders to do that. So. I I mean, I don't know what that means because I think he's still. Please retire. He's still leading until 2026, by which point you'll be 84. Yeah, he's being asked
0: if he's going to run for re election and whatnot. And that was, I think, one of the questions that froze him. I don't remember. Um, But it's like, ah, man, people of a certain age should have to be. Thoroughly examined. Well,
1: regularly look, to maintain it, very important jobs. It's not just the Republicans. We've had ninety-year-old Californian uh, Democratic Senator Diane Feinstein, who's been off she's been useless, yeah. with shingles. Yeah. She's ninety. Yeah. Why?
0: Yeah, and Nancy Pelosi's tra- chatting about re-election. Biden, of course. She's, she's Trump. ancient. Biden. Biden and Trump are <laughs> leading retirees. That is mad, it's isn't it? It's crazy that there's not a system just to like, ha- like have a limit or at least test the capacity of people to be doing their job uh, at that uh, age when the jobs are so fundamental to the like function of society. What's so
1: interesting, though, is if you look at, even if you consider a picture in your heads the last, well, let's say five prime ministers, okay, we're going to count trusts, but Sunak... Trust, she was a prime minister. Theresa May, yeah. David Cameron. Is that it? Gordon Brown. I guess Theresa May must have been what late fifties. Gordon Brown probably very similar. Tony Blair. He was young when he took power. Yeah. yeah. All of them are like what forty-ish. Rishi's probably barely forty. <laughs> Rishi's like a kid. He's, so like, he's like twelve. Why is it that we don't seem to have? Old leaders in this country, but well, we, in the stateside, they're double the age of the ones here. We do. That is interesting. We almost had the. We almost had like a Jeremy Quibbin, you know. Until... No, but he's not eighty.
0: He's not eighty, but they do like there are people in Parliament that are old. There are people who stay in positions until they are very old. Um and usually are they're the like, ones.
1: Hamza Youssef,
0: who is Scotland's first minister, is thirty-eight. Yeah. But that's just like right now. Like we could go the same way where there's just a bunch of people who should have retired and should be enjoying their lives, just want to cling on to power, you know? Um I guess in the States they it appeals to them more because it's just so lucrative True. to be the leader. Whereas in the UK We've got a little bit more control over them not directly benefiting as much. They benefit a lot, um, but oftentimes they want to retire and get their book deals or get their get their very cushy positions in other jobs, or yep. they just want to go to lords. But they, they, we've got lords. How old are they? We don't even know. They're, they're just yeah, that's true. They're just decaying in a room. <laughs> okay.
1: Let's, uh, talking off book deals, Nadine Doris. This is another one from last month back uh, in the politics in the UK. Nadine Doris, who ooh, had been kind of absent from the commons after she did not get a, a damehood or a knighthood from Boris. <laughs> she, threw, she threw a real fit. She, she certainly did. She just decided to stop coming. She has now officially resigned. <laughs> Such a toddler, man. After, it was two months after <laughs> she pledged to go with immediate effect. Ah, oh, immediate. So, in it's a, just, you know, a just, resignation statement. the email. <laughs> Which she sent to the Daily Mail. She did not send it to the Prime Minister. The first he knew about it, apparently, was when he (laughs) read the article. But in this statement that the Daily Mail published, uh, she said to Mr. Sunak, history will not judge you kindly. Right, but it's going to judge Nadine Doris kindly. Yeah, I'm unsure why that's that's her statement, based on the fact that she and Boris were in bed together. Well, yeah, it won't. She's right. History won't judge Sue that kindly,
0: but it doesn't mean that she, she gets the high ground or anything like that. She's she's She might think it gives her the high ground to say as much, but she's just kind of like looking over at equally
1: level Rishi and being like, hey, <laughs> you're as bad as me.
0: It's yeah, not, so not
1: not exactly a powerful statement. There's going to be another by-election then, this time in mid-Bedfordshire. And uh, Miss Doris, who was Man, raking in about £87,000, had not officially spoken in the commons for 14 months
0: how do you not get
1: booted after being like
0: same again how is there not in the uk just a system of oh you're not doing your job get out you know like whether it's due to age or just not being there willfully why is there not a system of accountability here any other job you get fired if you just aren't showing up yeah very quickly, or in my case, you get in trouble when you
1: turn up seven minutes late.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, why isn't there? Why? Why? Well, we know why they're 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 on a different level to the rest. of us. they're not normal human beings.
1: Anyway, this is uh, yeah to give you the further details here. Uh, Ms. Doris was appointed to the cabinet in 2021 when Boris made her culture secretary. And basically, if Boris had jumped, she said <laughs> hi. She defended him to the hilt. And then when Boris's... Yes. L- I don't know what you call them again. um, Honours list. That's it. Honours list was published. Yeah, the honours list. She yeah. wasn't on it. And she was very upset by this. But she has her new book, which is called The Political Assassination of Boris Johnson. It comes out this month. Oh, really? Even in retirement, she's still a <laughs> Team Boris. Yeah, and she's obviously not Team Russia.
0: after, like, being irrelevant, you know, you would just at least try to make yourself the main character at that point. That would be cringing and embarrassing too, to be
1: clear, but less embarrassing than still writing about Boris. Couple final stories. This one, uh, you may have missed. I certainly did. Lord Alan Sugar, <laughs> who many of you would be familiar with. One of those
0: people, like, decaying
1: in a room. Correct. Who is also... Appear in the House of Lords, but best known, yeah, lifetime position that one for doing The Apprentice in the UK. He's the, the host of that, yeah. He could have been our Trump if only he was, if only not he had a brain and
0: instead was in the
1: Commons. Yeah, he, know. according to the Sunday Times, an investigation by their journalist there, he attempted to avoid. A 186 million pound tax bill by becoming a non-resident for tax purposes. That's a lord. Why can't I do that?
0: I don't know how you think that you could have such a significant seat in the in the like system of a country and not be considered a resident of that country.
1: So th- this this is the thing. So Sugar's attempt to become non-resident failed because, as you say, <laughs> he is a member of the House of Lords this who are is automatically so ineligible. What an idiot But
0: at the same time, he's also an idiot because he's made a big deal for Ugh. years about how much tax he pays. Angry little tweets being about like how his taxes pay for the our NHS, us peasants should thank him for all the taxes he
1: pays, you know? Man. <laughs> Did you see? Sorry, total tangent. Did you see this week oh, that there was plans from I think it was the UK's uh commissioner for I don't know what it was, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. In an attempt to clean up the terrible football fans, there were plans now shelled that would have forced football supporters' buses to stop only at regulated pubs which sold a substantial meal with their alcohol. Which is just another example of exactly what you talked about there. It's actually classism, which is people who just see themselves as above yeah. everyone you, else. Yeah. These rabble-rousing, working-class football fans, you know, they're Stupid the problem. Stupid
0: little football fans. We, we should tell them where they're allowed
1: to yeah. go. Uh, and these plans, yeah, shelved, because I'm convinced the person who came up with them this commissioner has never gone to a football match in his life.
0: Yeah, like, and I get it. People have bad ideas sometimes. I'm sure every commissioner out there has bad ideas sometimes. And sometimes those ideas get an, in an email or something. But this idea went through, like, quite a bit of processing. Yeah, to be clear, that's the surprising
1: part. There's, there's no suggestion Mr. Sugar broke the law in attempting to avoid or reduce the bill. He did actually eventually pay it. Whoa. But uh, he did attempt to figure flash. out how he could not pay it. We're back to Sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> Sorry
0: it's the hypocrisy more than anything because he's been he like he has been this like i pay tax i i never dodge tax i pay tons of tax i'm a lord as well so i i i rule this nation in in some sort of form i'm not a resident i'm dodging tax you know that is a huge swing for this idiot to try and pull um so of course he got got but yeah no he's not he's someone that obviously we shouldn't be respecting because he's just a very rich person who tries to flex his power over the nation he he he's got his lordship as an has his entire brand and then he still tries to act like he's not a resident here, so he can get away with get paying himself three hundred and something million without paying taxes.
1: Okay, and uh, moving on penultimately to people who don't pay tax, cats. But Australia wants to essentially make them wants to make them criminals. Cats are
0: criminal scum, and they deserve to be in house arrest.
1: Yeah. Uh, so ex- explain to me briefly, because I'm looking at well, the story. I, agree with it. I kind of agree. It basically says that because cats have killed or roughly kill about 2 billion animals in Australia every year, they're now being considered an invasive species. They are an invasive species. Officials want to curb this negative impact that they have on the environment, including cat curfews, ownership limits, and indoor mandates.
0: Yeah. How about that? Cat ownership is a serious thing, and cats get away with it. And I don't know what part of our development as a society made cats an animal that we just have as a pet but we just treat it like a wild thing who comes to visit sometimes uh, but it is terrible for the environment, it is terrible for wildlife just to have cats roaming around um, killing whatever they can get their claws on and yeah. I like cats I've got a cat, my cat is an indoor cat I would never have a cat that would go outside and, and the reason for me isn't that it's dangerous for the cat it is that I don't want it killing the wildlife because they don't just kill mice and rats and stuff they kill birds yeah. that are in a population decline. You know they kill they kill the creatures that are necessary for the local uh, environment. So this this um, list
1: here, sorry, published by go on, uh, yeah. this Australian government department lists forty seven yeah. mammals yeah. that yeah. are considered at risk from cats. Forty
0: seven wow yeah it's a lot and and that's the thing that's like it's good that australia is actually looking at this it's uh, and everywhere in the world should be because not only if you've got cats roaming around do you end up with pets roaming around but you also increase over time the feral cat population as some cats just don't come home or they they get lost or whatever that's very common there's tons of cities in the in the usa that have serious issues with feral cats and places i think australia was also saying feral cats was an issue for them as well Um, and obviously if you've got cats that don't even ever spend their time in the home they're just killing even more wild animals and cats are not a solution to mice and rat problems, even on farms and stuff. You, If if a cat eats all the mice, all the rest of the wildlife that used to eat the mice dies. And then yep. the mice suddenly only have one predator, a cat. And all they've got to do is breed harder. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We've, we've clung on to the idea of cats as this like free roaming spirit. And I get it. It's very nice. And in some countries, it's a sacred thing for cats to just be roaming free. I think Turkey really respects. Yeah cats as like a clean animal that can go wherever it wants and do whatever it wants and we've got that it's part of our society across the world but it really is something we should be looking at there's my soapbox i've done it
1: okay finally then for this week there is plans Four. sorry, I'm building this up because this page is taking ages to load. Here we go. <laughs> A four day work week, yeah, pilot, which pilot looks like past. it could begin at the start of next year, the end of this year, for civil servants in Scotland. And this is from the Scottish Government in Scotland, yeah, sorry. So the Scottish government ready to take the plunge, apparently. So they're going to start with a pilot for civil servants and they want yeah. the private sector to join in and go for the four day yeah. work week.
0: So we, yeah, Sounds like a good thing to me. So we've talked about it a wee but There's been a pilot for a four day work week with lots of corporations in the private sector across the UK, many of whom went through the pilot and then stuck with it afterwards, even though they no longer had to. Um, so now we've got Scottish government deciding that civil servants will be the next people to test the four-day work week system. And it sounds like the advancement of humans. <laughs> the less time we spend working, the better. <laughs> so, right, four days sounds great. If we've reached that point in society where our output for each individual person is so efficient that we can spare them all an extra
1: day of work now, great. Yeah, there was uh, the UK-wide trial from last year, which involved nearly 3,000 workers from 61 Without companies. Without a reduction in which pay. Which trialed a four-day work week for six months, which showed a 65% reduction in the number of sick days. Of and a 50% lower chance of people quitting their jobs. Yeah. Uh, also, employees reported lower stress and burnout, as well as higher job of satisfaction. Of course.
0: And of course. And it just all makes revenues,
1: sense. revenues, or the bottom line, also improved as well that's because a, of increased productivity and reduced staff turnover.
0: Yeah, because people are just better at their jobs where they're less burnt out and less unwell and less stressed. It's it's it, and that's the thing. It's I don't understand why people are so reluctant to 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 about this. Because so, there are still people who just are so keen on the 5-day work week and maximizing productivity. But that's just a fake because it's proven that the that the four-day actually improves productivity. It's not like you're losing out. Yep. The corporation doesn't lose out. The individual doesn't lose out. But because people are so stuck in whatever system they inherited at birth, they get this idea that any change is obviously it comes with negatives or something. Mm-hmm. And every change must come of negatives or something. But in this one, like, I'm sure there are industries where there would be negatives, and those ones might not get the old four-day work week. Maybe doctors won't or something like that. Um, but when it's proven for certain industries that it just works, it is time to wake up and realize that when you were born, humanity didn't stop advancing. We're going to continue advancing, okay? Things are going to keep changing until you die, and then they're going to keep changing
1: afterwards. <laughs> Did you see there was an article in the last week I saw from the BBC, which found that in the UK, we have something like the lowest percentage of people in Western Europe, where we believe our work is important. Good. It was something like 40, (laughs) 40, 45% say that work is important to their life, whereas in the likes of Spain and Portugal, it's in the 90s. And the idiots? way the article was written, it was almost like a, a disappointed parent. You should parent feel bad about how much
0: you don't care about your. Work, it was something like, "Yes,
1: silly children." The number of people who say that their work is important to their quality of life has actually dropped since the last survey, and it was <gasps> written like, a, "Oh, I can't believe it! Why do we not value our work anymore?" But I read it and thought, "Yep, yeah, that's me." No, that's just it. Should be the default unless your job is, is
0: incredibly special and like fulfilling and actually does contribute to your well-being of course it should just be the thing that enables you to do the rest of your life it's just a tool for you to use to have income yep. to then to enjoy give me money.
1: yeah i tried to uh or oh, rather I've, I've started uh shugling shoulders that's not the phrase. Um, Sugar and shoulders, I like it. I, I, long story short, I went in to see the guys up next studios in Glasgow last week, They're old colleagues of mine. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, For, yeah. Sorry, former colleagues, but they're also old. And whilst I was there, a former director from STV also came in, and I said, "Oh, hello, oh. former director, you're cool. Do you remember me?" And she said, "Yeah, you're great. Why did you leave? Oh. You should totally come back and take John Mackay's job." And I said, "That's oh. a very good idea." I will, I will send an email. She said, I'll do you one better. I am meeting the people who are in charge of the, 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 the TV stuff. Today, I right. will say I okay. met you and that you were good.
0: Oh, I said you are shugling shoulders.
1: I am shugling all the shoulders. So, you know, obviously there'll be a lot of competition when John eventually does hang up his tie. So, the but doors, so you, know. you
0: left, but doors still open. Yeah, and like, yeah, sometimes you do have a job that... It, that does actually make your better your life better just by existing. Like, it's not just about the money. It's not just about yeah, getting about the fame. to afford the rest of your nice life. Maybe sometimes your job is fulfilling and good for your mental well-being. I don't think TV jobs tend to be, but sure thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're not. Spoiler, they're not. And those people, it will always be valid to say that your work is important to your life. But it shouldn't be the expectation.
1: What's more important is that you eat well and... You t- and uh that you feel good. Your diet. Your diet yes. is so much more
0: important. <laughs> no. But no, it's just it's we have this uh, West the Western I don't like the word Western, but I still don't have a good word. It's just so stupid what countries are Western. Yeah. Cowboys. Uh, yeah, yeah. The cowboy countries. Um <laughs> uh we've got this this whole it's the same as the dieting. It's all based around guilt. Everything's based around guilt um surrounding like you're yep. feeling guilty if you aren't being a good enough worker. Feeling guilty if you're not doing enough to uh, for your bosses. But what you're doing them is a favor. Everything you do in your work is actually worth at least twice as much as your wage. You're doing them a favor for sure. by taking your wage. All right? So no guilt. Guilt
1: is, is gone. <laughs> Just like that. Thanks for the pep talk. And with that, the podcast must end. <laughs> The guilt trip has ended.
0: Which we don't get paid for. So actually, in this case, it's our work less. is probably worth infinite
1: okay. times more than our pay. Well, James, thank you very much for your time, for your wise words, for your opinions, your views, and uh, for saying words. I, will, I, I spoke them loudly, I think, today. I hope it was all right. It was right. good. It was <laughs> interesting. And dear listener, if you have anything to contribute to anything we've talked about, or if you've watched something, you want to tell us about it, Cease operate at gmail.com or send it to us. I've got a review. Directly. It is impossible
0: for me to, have, to acquire big bags of pasta right now, Colin. Let me tell you, I took really? ages last night trying to source pasta in quantities larger
1: than one kilogram. Mm. It's because people know the aliens are coming. Yeah. So they're stocking up. Yeah. And I'm missing out. Yeah. I don't think we talked about that. But basically someone went to, was it a Senate hearing? And said, oh yeah, yeah U.S. totally has aliens. They just not told you.
0: Yeah, no. You should check out the subreddit for UFOs and whatnot. They're they're going wild.
1: It's been going wild for like two oh. months. I mean, but it's it, to me though. It was like, oh yeah, this this thing is totally happening. I'm not going to give you any evidence or produce any sort <laughs> <Yeah>. of pr- <laughs> proof. I'm just going to say it. This is I'm a thing. Say it, and it's on the record. I'm in the Senate, and therefore it's true. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk about it when the aliens do come, and it will be true because it's on a podcast. I mean, there's a lot of there is a lot of weird stuff out there. I've seen the videos. I I don't know what some of those things are. Edited, right? What so the ones that the that were declassified? We definitely talked about those. Edited. What were those? A... No, they were. There's most of it's like weather balloons, you know. <laughs> it's just it's just a weather no, but this, balloon. It's stuff that they released stuff, and they're like, we don't know what this is.
0: Yeah, but like we don't know I what th- this I know is. We talked about this at the time. As far but... as like systems, like. Intelligence systems goes, we don't know what it is. Just means like we can't be one hundred percent certain. You know, it's like when the submarine imploded and they're like, "Oh, we don't know if they're dead. Right? We're just 99999999 percent certain." So,
1: so when this guy who I'm not going to look up said in the Senate, "Oh yeah, the U.S. has non-human bodies in its right. possession." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does yeah. that mean? It, well, it means that a guy
0: said that in the Senate. And honestly, if there's <laughs> aliens, we could have we could have interacted with them, and it could all be kept a secret um yeah but if it was going to be revealed the, the evidence would
1: be a bit more compelling yes indeed yes i'm gonna to have to go and look at that subreddit now so it's very fun it's very fun okay. don't okay. take it seriously it's fun i waste my afternoon right <laughs> thanks james all right have fun. thank you everybody for listening a hi to all the aliens who are tuning in as well <laughs> yeah. we're nice spare us we're yeah, spare us we contribute greatly to the well-being of or probas. To, uh, someone, somewhere.
0: <laughs> to aliens. To <laughs> yes. aliens. We were making jokes about it, so nobody's scared of you, and then we exactly. can't. We welcome our reptilian overlords. Alien overlords. Alien overlords. Yeah. The reptilian ones are the underground
1: lizards. Hmm. And they will do battle. <laughs> they will. Wow. Coming soon. Perfect. To Paramount plus.
0: <laughs> Next season of Seesaw Parade.
1: <laughs> Alien versus reptile. Oh no, don't do it. Alien vs. Lizard.
0: No, it's, it's like a, it's a B-movie version of AVP. That was the, that was the point? Was, I know, because I don't like
1: movie <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> now that's a B-movie I'd see. I would.